next guest on the podcast is probably the only other person I would trust to edit a podcast if I didn't have Cliff. He's a former colleague and current friend who's currently working the news beat over at Android Police, and he's probably the only guest that I've had on with real working knowledge of actual radio broadcasts. So he he's instantly gets some street cred in my book. He's big, he's loud, and he's ex- actually worse with money than Cliff. Welcome to the p- podcast, Jules Wong. How you doing? <laughs> So, first of all, I love prodding cows, uh, if you want to keep everything in. Uh, and second of all, uh, you based that off of the one screenshot I sent, and then you had to blur it for a story, it, because it included my bank account statement, and it was... It, uh, oh, yeah. I, no, I, I'm referring to the fact that you once bought me a phone just for shits and giggles oh, the well, one that, time. that's it. <laughs> Like, uh, here's a phone, and it's yours, and you don't have to send it anywhere. I'm like, uh, okay. I, I, I love giving gifts. I, I still have that phone, by the way. Hey. Well, and, and I mean, and and actually, your your um, gift G- giving your your it was a G6, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your your prodigious and the G Watch as well, and the G which watch. I eventually. Which I eventually did send back to you because I said, you know, open invitation anytime you want this back. And like a year and a half later, you're like, I lost okay. it at a hotel. Okay, <laughs> but but no, but your I should say your prodigious gift giving is um, is kind of a theme for like like anybody who's ever met you because like I've heard about stuff that you've gotten for Hayato and I think David Amell probably Michael Fisher like you know I I can't even imagine what you would do for people that you currently work so, with so, like um, yeah. I, yeah no I, I mean I gave each of them 25 it's 25 buck uh, gift cards to uh, uh, no local- I'm talking about like devices back in like the like the late teens that you were like you like had like way too much money and you're like i don't know what to do with this so here have a phone i mean i (laughs) the thing is is that i had way fewer colleagues like i had a smaller circle of people that i could give give very true now you know with a larger team well it's like well i can only give them coffee gift cards so it's like right because i'm spending out of my nose I, I understand jules also bought me a gift once yeah oh he did i don't remember what it is though so you're gonna have to tell Uh, me it is. It was the original, like OG uh, Hot Ones hot sauce. Oh, that, oh was yeah, it the OG, or was it mm-hmm. the the the? Or maybe it was the one right after that. It was the one that came in the before they started partnering and, and doing like the same bottle that they do for everything. And it was a little tiny, almost looked like a vase. Ooh. Once you huh. get all the hot sauce, it, it, might have been it was like delicious. That, that extra spicy one, if it was like that tiny or something, or yeah, maybe it was, it was just a sampler, or maybe I, I don't know. Um, but yeah. I, I do remember that at least I gave you some uh, hot ones, hot sauce, and I hope you yes tasted the hell out of those. You know, you know, it's so funny. Good. I actually, I actually just bought a friend, a friend of mine, a, d- a bottle of Da Bomb, um, because that's <sighs> the one that screws everybody up. You like. And, and, and so, well, and the reason I did it was because this dude, like he eats ghost peppers, like with, like without even thinking about it, takes like full packets of those hot peppers and like dumps them on pizza. And I'm just like, oh yeah. Okay, fine. Here. This is just <laughs> and, pure capsaicin and hate and bitterness. Well, like that's it's, the thing. It's made with, um. Yeah, with uh, concentrate, I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, and but like you know, you watch the show, and like that's the one that always messes up everything. It's not meant to be anything. Right. It's not meant to be flavorful. It's not meant to be. It's just no. meant to hurt. 
No, it is. It is meant to. It is meant to set your tonsils on fire. That is the yeah. It, it's like battery acid, basically. I was meant to guess that it tastes grill. like battery acid and pennies. I've never had battery acid, but uh, I, I mean, know, I know what that tastes like, so maybe I could use that as a standard. That being acid. said, I would like to extend the the invitation to both you and you know to both of you. If you want a bottle of De Bomb, I will buy it for you. Um, I've had it. I've had it. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. have you? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, it's one See, of the sauces that I carried in my backpack for a while. while I, was I mean, I I don't mind hot sauce, like, but I don't mm. like having heat just for the sake of having heat. I want there to be some flavor to it. Oh yeah, no, totally. But, like, but even that, I'm still kind of like a mild to medium kind of guy. I don't think I could even approach like the the back half of that of that lineup of. Hot I'll sauces. tell you what, that dirty dicks that they had in the first few seasons, that's a pretty good um, spread. It's very they. I think it's uh, they got peach apricot stuff going on yeah. in the one that they featured. I definitely tasted well, that out. I mean, honestly, Jules, if I had known that you were such a hot sauce aficionado, we could have made this like a hot ones we like could've. tribute. A tribute podcast, and we could have all just eaten but hot we wings. We had to spend money on all the hot sauces, and I don't have any place to store them here. And well, that's true. And then the you know, the wings situation. Well, no, I mean, I would have had to have sent them to you. That's um, how this works. Okay. But that's fair. um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, had I known, you know what? The next time you're on the show, I guess I guess we're gonna have a hot ones, um, um, hot ones uh, beyond the doubt edition. Mm. Um, so um, well, because you know, I mean, like you, I don't know if you've listened to the Beyond a Doubt episodes, but I try to have a theme wherever possible. I had no idea that this could have been the theme. So it, it, um, with, with me, it's like a tumbleweed. You just don't know where I'm going, and you don't know where the product <laughs> is until you've done it. So. I honestly could not have put it any better myself. <laughs> so thank you very much. So so Jules, Beyond a Doubt is kind of about, you know, it is is basically this is going to be the Jules show. We're here to kind of talk about you. Um oh, because boy. like and, and like, you know, I, I think I said it during during the intro, you're a character. I mean, you you've always been a character and you know, you're just so you're just so damn lovable and 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 like you said, like unpredictable. And and it's just so much fun like like following your instagram feed and just i'll be honest trying to figure out what the hell you're talking about when you put <laughs> captions on pictures um you know it's it's kind of a game actually <laughs> so i, I kind of tend to keep it obscure and stuff because i don't think anything i do is inherently interesting uh so <laughs> I, I mean just, it's just like You'll take a picture of like a subway car, and the caption will be four score and seven years ago, and we're like, what? <laughs> Where? What? <laughs> I, well, maybe you know, there's some some I don't know the subway car. Uh, there was that one where I was at the Brooklyn uh, Transit Museum, and there was like, I'll I'll take this. Uh, I would like to install new sofas on the subway car if you gave me the money to do so. Oh, there you go. So there you like, go. Yeah. And actually, you know, as we speak, you know, is there a way I can do this right? Um, if I do, if I, I can share my screen here. I'm going to try to do it. Oh, screen share. Uh, all right. What am I doing? Uh, do I have to click on that? Yeah, I the, I've I've never done this before. So this I is see a new you thing. Hey. So so here is Jules' Instagram um, uh, feed. Yeah, a lot of drone shots nowadays. Yeah, you're flying a drone. What are you flying these days? Mavic Mini. Uh, and nice. Yeah, I've kept those. Uh, admittedly, I had to get a couple of replacements. 
Um, you know, okay. for reasons. A couple of replacement drones or like a couple of replacement rotors or like what? Drones. Dr- you know, the whole machines. <laughs> you know, I've screwed okay. up a couple times to say all the right. least. Uh, yeah. All right. So, all right. So, I mean, I, you know, so here's your, here's your lunch, clearly. Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's, so, uh, that was in, uh, Flushing, uh, you're talking, talking about the one where there's a plastic bag in front And you're of talking one. about the city, not the verb, right? I'm not talking, I'm not talking about the verb, I'm talking about... I just wanted to make sure, um, the, the, okay. The, the neighborhood in Queens, you know, it's a heavily right. Asian pro- population, I actually, uh, tagged that picture in, on my Twitter with the phrase, uh, or the sentence, uh, uh, I've like this is my being a good Asian quota for the day. Ah, filled. well, and and, and Tall Schmo uh, chimes in plastic bag boxes train building, which <laughs> honestly I kind of thought was your caption there for a minute. Um, That's but... Joe Feedwa at his best. Uh, at, oh yeah, uh, okay. How, uh, what was it? How to uh, review or something? Ah. Uh... Uh... I like this shot, actually. Mm-hmm. You've got some nice perspective going here. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that this is a video podcast because people are actually going to be able to see these. But, well, you still um, have to yeah. like, think of the listeners that are just doing this ears only. And well, right. But you've got a shot like shooting down. like uh, It looks yep. like street level. Yep, that's Commonwealth Avenue in Boston, uh, BU. Okay. It's on the street. BU Bridge uh, with okay. the green line, the B line tracks. And you're looking okay. straight towards the Boston skyline. There, I described I, it. As perfectly as possible. If there's some clouds, there's. It's, I it's didn't pretty- even. I didn't even realize that Boston had street level trains. Oh um, yeah. So okay, we, we got that's we got cool. those trolleys. Okay, all right, that's legit. And then we've got a cab. And uh, this New York is this is this the, New York? This is somewhere I forget which street. It's like we came in. It was um. All right, so my dad is uh, going to move to New York sometime in the next several months. Uh, okay, because of his work. Because he hates money. Because he All hates right. money, and he's also right. make money. But you know, but gotcha. and he's one of those weird types where he'll just move to the city, and uh, he'll because you know it saves on commute, and then come back every weekend because if it's close enough, then he'll come back for the weekend. Uh, Good to, enough, you know. Hang out. Oh, pretty <laughs> shot here. Yeah. So, like, are you are you tweeting these on Twitter? Or, like, I'm not seeing any. No, we, not we, really. We no. started this based on the premise that you had weird captions, and I haven't seen a single caption for any of these photos yet. So, it's like, been a long time since I've actually decided. Like, you know, let's you know, let's screw up a caption for this one. Um, okay. Okay. No real side effects from my second shot. Okay. Well, that's that's legit. So, although no real side effects from my second shot, fortunate to say. That said, I've been on a constant allergy attack this past week, and you are at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, no, so, that's 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 uh, Gillette Stadium. That's Patriots. Oh, that's Patriots. Okay. Still, connect those dots for me because I'm not really sure how. <laughs> so you, I, I'm not sure if you've um, realized this season, if you've had allergies, if you know any allergy sufferers, but it's been a particularly bad season. Uh, right. You can read up on the news why, but uh, I had, it was not a good week in terms of, uh, of just suffering through a good, several attacks um, and just the, the whole, you know, nasal stuff up uh sinuses going all runny and it just it waiting for the word patriots um patriots <laughs> that's the, what i mean by connect the dots is why this caption with this photo so, so. that's where i got the shot uh that that's ah, um, the patriots there we go twice. okay 
Gillette okay. Stadium is one of the mass vaccination sites in Massachusetts. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, and uh, all right. Others, like and this is Fenway Park this too. And this is three weeks ago, so congratulations on be full, being fully yeah. vaccinated. So, That's awesome. So, you know, all right, you know, we'll visit you, and then we can do this live. We're gonna we're gonna hop off the uh, the Instagram train here Thank because you. you know it's 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 fun, but you <laughs> sooner know. or later you'll you'll encounter my nudes and then that that'll be embarrassing for everyone. Well, I mean, I don't more for you, but Instagram yeah, the terms of service would be you know that's a different <laughs> yeah a little bit. And and I and I also did cut it off right before we got to this photo that says how how is Babby formed. <laughs> So, um, maybe I maybe I should have kept it for one more, but uh, all right. Now we're gonna close that. Well, we're gonna yeah, that, we're gonna just move when on. When you see it in the New York Times font, and like you know, I I decided to like scrape out the New York Times uh, logo, but, but it's just just having that in a white block. Just... <laughs> have you ever seen that that video of the guy who goes through like Yahoo Answers and like all the people that are asking like about being pregnant but they're all spelling pregnant wrong pregante pregante is to pregante one of my favorite posts from yahoo answers which is by the way how uh, that quote come where that quote comes from i'm positive as that's well where it as, came from you know pregnant and all that stuff um is uh determining like uh the the value like how much is a loaf of bread uh not bread <laughs> bread <laughs> Now it's my favorite. <laughs> really? Because like, awesome. determining the average value, like average net worth, <laughs> the salary of a man named Brad, we have to find. Oh that. my god, <laughs> that's amazing! Like human, I would love to read how much of a loaf of human like, flesh, how much of a volume that that takes up of loaf and maybe the weight or something like that. <laughs> Personally, my, per- my favorite sample would, if it, if there were, had to be a sample. Of a Brad that I would want, it would be Brad Leone of Bon Appetit. Uh, mm, I just love the guy. Indeed. He's just awesome. And and what do you know? Here we here is the qu- wait. We're gonna go back into sharing. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Share screen. Uh, share. How much would a loaf of bread cost? <laughs> oh, it's on Answers.com. Oh yeah, and oh, and there's related questions. How much did a loaf of bread cost in 1950? <laughs> How much was a loaf of bread worth in 1975? See, once you have that, you just you know you circle the bandwagons. It's over. It's just just. But but what I'm not seeing is a cost analysis of someone named Brad. So that's a little unfortunate. Yeah, but I think um, that might have been at another place. Uh, yeah, it's probably a Yahoo Answers thing. All right, anyway, let's let's stop sharing and go line. back to the <laughs> go. That is wonderful. That mm. is wonderful. But uh, thank you for uh, for bringing that to our attention, Jules. No, yeah. Because that that like made my day. And I'm gonna switch back to this view so people don't so see my hat so hanging on the wall. Rabbit holes that um, my <sighs> my oh my god just bring up. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't mention this. Like. At the beginning of the month, when I had to like you know be productive, so um, but anyway, be productive um, is that is that a thing that we do now? Be productive. Well, it's a thing that I kind of have to do because I got a new job and all that. Mm. So, but um, but Jules, I want to talk a little bit about your background because as I mentioned during the 
during the intro, you know, you're you're one of the few people that I know that actually has like real radio experience. Now, it's from what I recall, it's college radio. It's on the college um, radio, man. which is which is a which is a flavor of radio, <laughs> but still, um, like I just wanted to, um, I, I just wanted to talk about that because you know you have origins. Your origin story in tech comes from like your origins in audio. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So first of all, where did you get your start with the with the radio broadcasts? Um, well, it, you say college, so I think it's better to frame it as a Yeah, frame my, it however you want. This is your story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, being in college and, you know, I'm just a journalism major. I'm still trying to find myself as a person. High school and even just, you know, grade school is just kind of rough in terms of finding who I am and like who I want to be. Uh, And so I, I still couldn't find where my place was. Um, Emerson college in Boston being a, uh, I was in their communications uh, school. And so I figured, you know what, I'm going to try maybe TV, maybe, uh, you know, documentary, maybe all these sorts of things. And I, you know, went to every single program. Oh, he, here's the student-run uh, video program or studio program. Uh, didn't really work out. Didn't really find my clique. Uh, and it wasn't until my last year there where I had figured out, um, you know what? I'll do WERS. Why not? 88.9. Why not try that out? Because uh, I had a nascent... Uh, NPR, um, uh, affection towards NPR uh, at that sure. point. I developed it. And, it, you know, WERS is not, uh, you know, NPR in that way. It's more music-driven. Uh, it's still public radio. We're still uh, public licensee or at least licensed to a board that is nonprofit. Right. Uh, it was uh, just a full-blown year of trials and tribulations there and i enjoyed every minute of it because apparently uh, there was this major shift in this organizational structure where there were they they were just calling a whole bunch of uh paid student positions uh and uh, like there were fewer as a result there were fewer volunteers that were willing to uh kind of help out and lend their um longevity to the platform uh so i came on uh the operations manager was like where were you you have the pipes and also (laughs) you have the personnel and and you have the technical and you just you're you're able to do everything i was called in at midnight at one point to like switch computers for our on-air play out like i was able to do that that was fun until yeah you know secure like for some reason they had to cut back on security and lock the building from uh, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. So okay. uh, don't tell them, but I, I actually did sneak in a couple of over, overnight live shifts. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay. Well, if I remember correctly, you used to also uh, do the Pocket Now Weekly from that mm-hmm. broadcast booth, right? So I used my position at WERS to kind of, you know, I, I was on the air and I was doing all these other things, but I was also kind yeah. of trying to figure out where I wanted to go after college. And I kind of just, you know, threw out a bone to Michael Fisher because I, up until now, or up until then, in 20, 
2014, 2015, I didn't know, or I don't know when I realized it was, when it was that uh, he was around my neighborhood. He was in Somerville, Massachusetts, and I was yeah. around Boston. And in, in, it, no, it was, uh, it was that video. It was a uh, Samsung Fit or some, or Gear Fit or something. Samsung Health. Like he was okay. demonstrating uh, the the features, and he was shooting a video solo, and it was like showing off all these places that I recognized and knew. And it not only that, I was he was doing it by himself. So presumably, you know, for these long walk on walk off shots, he had to set the camera up and then you know go all the way to his point, walk over. And then, pray it doesn't know, fall over in the meantime. Over, yes, and then you know, and then and then reset the shot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, you need help? Like, I, I'm around. I'm available. I got all these yeah. skills uh, on Twitter." And it was like, "No, but you know what? Let's let's talk in the DMs." And we had a nice conversation uh, in the North End at Joe's American Grill about nice. what what Pocket Now could offer for us. Uh, or for me and for, you know, what I could offer them. And between uh, helping out on videos and uh, doing the, producing the podcast, technically at first and then more editorially later on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's how we, uh, that's how things ended up. That's, we, we got to play around with the, one of the fancy uh, studios that we have for student podcasts and student radio programs. Uh, nice uh, for for a time, and also we it, have to, yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say, and it's funny because like um, <laughs> when I when I think about like what Pocket Now has unleashed upon the technology world, <laughs> you know, um, it's you've your got fault. the it's your fault, it, Tony. Seriously, I mean, yeah, Tony. Tony needs to be. Uh, uh, Tony needs to. Tony needs to be on the show first of all. <laughs> um, but like, just you know. Because, you know, just going down the roster of people that were around, like when you and I were there, obviously there's you and me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, Michael Fisher, Stephen Shank, um, Adam Lane is still at Pocket now. Is, isn't that right? Yep. And uh, yeah, there and was Hayata Huseman for a hot second before he went to uh, Android Central, and now he's at MKBHD. Yep. Nice, yep. And nice like, just, but, I, but I also like, Taylor? not only that, I'm sorry? Taylor? Taylor Martin. Taylor Martin. Who's doing right? uh back to, no wait. I forget what he, he's got two channels. It was everyday Yeah, everyday, everyday carry and then backwards uh how I forget <clears throat> the rest of it. Backwards something. Was it um uh is it still the mod channel? Because he he made mod spell out something else and I don't remember what <laughs> it was. But like a lot of our outdoor stuff. So yeah. But uh, but yeah, Taylor Martin. He was hired the same day I was, and he got to go on the podcast and introduce himself. And and they said, oh, by the way, we hired Adam Dowd too, um, <laughs> which was a little anticlimactic. But you know, hey, I'm that's I, I, fine. I'm forgettable. I get that. So anyway, um, we also had a thing at like he yeah, was like a part time between. Uh, Branch fire. Branch fire. Well, yeah. actually, no. When I when I was hired, I was still at I was still at uh, career education, which was uh, uh. online university that nobody should go to. Um, <laughs> but, well, there you go. Well, and and the main reason they shouldn't go there is because, like, you know, I'm not working there anymore, so I can't. Help oh, them out. Well, well, there's so well, there and, you go. 
<laughs> and because, like, you know, next to Facebook, they're also a crappy company run by terrible people. So, um, moving on, though. No, but, like, what's funny is, like, you know, how you randomly reach out on Twitter and say, you know, hey, maybe I can help you out. That's not too far away from, like, my origin story with Pocket Now, where I sent out this stupid, ridiculous email that Anton never should have even read, let alone replied to. And, and you know, here we both are. And I think it's pretty cool. So um, so you've been with Android Police now for how long? Coming up, uh, actually, uh, yeah, it's more than like, two years. I was two years, say, it's two probably months. pushing three, right? Oh, okay. All right. No, so, yeah. So, um, what are you doing over at, at, at Android, at Android Police? Uh, for the most part, up until, uh, this year, it's been mainly just hits of news, you know, okay. t- t- digging in on the occasional feature. Uh, I've gotten myself into more reviews lately and nice. trying to figure out, uh, we, we've been sort of, uh, in an ongoing transition at AP to, uh, expand our base and um, uh, find a, find uh, more of an audience. So uh, more is always better. <laughs> indeed, uh, I'm not sure how much I'm able to say about it. So, but in generally speaking, oh, yeah. uh, I'm basically trying to expand my beats in general. Nice, nice. Well, that's that's awesome. That's an exciting transition. Now, is is Android Police your your like your only full time gig? Do you have any like side projects or anything like Not that? Not really. Like- uh, it's just, AP is pretty much my only thing. I ideally, um, uh, I'll, I've been honest with other people about this. So uh, uh, <laughs> honestly, so I'll say this here. Uh, I kind of really wish uh, I had another side gig. Uh, for okay. hot, like more of the technical stuff uh, that's not writing, uh, because okay. I, I I am getting tired of the words of seeing my words come out and just like, <laughs> the the struggle is real. Trust I'm me, but, uh, but you know yeah. what? Um, it comes down. It comes time to pay the bills, and you kind of get over that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but like, what what do you what would you ideally like to do? Are you are you thinking like video? Are you thinking audio? Are you thinking podcasting? Yeah, radio? Any, anything the... that gets me. Uh, I think ideally anything that gets me out of this chair and into okay. the real world um, can relate. Yeah, <laughs> not just and like not just an office, but you know, like an actual uh, you know journalism uh, thing, but. It's yeah. rough out there, man. <laughs> it, it is. It isn't. It is very rough. I mean, like you know, yeah. I've been freelancing since 2017, and like you know, finding the jobs that are not sitting around someplace and and banging out words are, mm-hmm. are, are is very hard. And like even when you even when you expand outside the the technology realm, which you know I've I've dabbled with too. My it's just you know, man, it's just it's just rough out there. Um, and like I have a I have a working theory that that job searching is the one area where the internet has not only not made it better but it has made it demonstrably worse. Mm-hmm. And like it just because like instead of you know twenty applicants, you know companies are getting literal thousands of applicants. And like you've got you you've got people that are saying like what the hell I'll apply to this even though it's nothing even close to where you know where my expertise is. And you know it's just oh, it's, it's it's terrible and I hate it and. 
with the yeah. a, the advent of these in, you know, more complex job marketplaces, you, you find yourself having to create more boxes and trying to see which ones you fell, you know, and, uh, and it's, you know, easier to sort out. You turn everyone to marbles that get sorted through this machine and you don't really have a chance to, you know, like the quote unquote good old days where you're able to, you know, meet eye to eye and um, just you can sell the yourself whole, the whole entity. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to get, let's get back to reviewing. Like what is a, actually let, let's just talk more holistically. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, philosophically speaking, like what got you into technology and specifically mobile technology and even more specifically like Android. So, I mean, cause you're coming from an audio video background at, you know, at, in college, you know, what, what made you get specific with, um, with mobile technology or was it just that happens to be what the guy who you offered to help at pocket now happened to be doing. So, I mean, was there an interest there or there was a latent interest. Um, part of it was that, it was coming from uh, not having had a cell phone uh, through grade school. I had to pay my own way starting in high school uh, to get one. And um, it was a cheap little, it was uh, Samsung Galaxy and Meyer uh, from Metro PCS. It was a hundred bucks. Um, a little tiny thing. I, I think it's the SEHR820 or something like that, if you want to look it up. Galaxy Admire. Um, uh, but yeah, it was a cheap little thing, ran gingerbread, and it was like, you know, um, I, I could probably do better than this right now, back in okay. 2012. So uh, I kind of just started looking up uh, more options, and that was the media that I uh, got immersed in. And, you know, and, you know, oh, all these numbers, all these, uh, um, you know, facets of the smartphone experience, I could probably see myself talking about those things. Um, nice. So that was the one, and so I sort of got more related to it. And, uh, yeah, that, that sort of developed my interest for a couple of years running up until, um, yeah, what, what I, I was able to do at uh ERS. If you if you had your choice, if you could write your own ticket, would it would you stay in this industry or would you move on to something maybe a little different or like where where do, where would you like to be? Yeah, no. Uh I think for me the most obvious thing in my head right now is uh local journalism, especially in places smaller places where the newspaper might be just drained of uh, resources. There's just no mm. very little money going into it. And I think it's still worthwhile, though, because, uh, one, I think... I think... You're willing you, to it, work cheap. Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm willing to work cheap. But also... Uh, if you let it, if you let corruption, if you let, you know, certain things go under the radar there, um, I, I don't think it bodes well, uh, when you talk about larger cities and, you know, places where a lot of places where a lot of people live, uh, because it's sometimes, um, it's those negative trends or those positive trends that you find in smaller places and then you can apply them to, probably the rest of the, your viewing area, your mm-hmm. state, or even the country or the world. 
There's definitely a lot of um, of underserved markets now. I think with the um, conglomerates purchasing up more and more uh, regional mm. and local newspapers, um, you know, and, and so much is just being fed from, you know, Reuters and Associated Press and even maybe on TV journalism, you have all those, I forget. The yeah, name, so the newspaper, S, uh, the uh, Gannett, and uh, I think, uh, well, there was another chopping house, basically, where they, was just, they were just running things down to the right. wire. Uh, you have just big groups these days. Gray keeps acquiring uh, little smaller groups. Uh, Gannett, mm-hmm. Sinclair. Sinclair. Uh, that's, that's probably. Sinclair, Sinclair Media was the right uh, the right Exactly. Uh, well, more so. And, 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 and writing content uh, for, I mean, I'm sure you at some point have seen the, the video where it's, it's uh, the dead the video. Or, uh, the, yeah, yeah, no, exactly cut between a ton of different markets. It's really oh, yeah. sad. And there's and, been a lot of reporting and, on uh, those must run pieces where uh, the national desk, uh, uh, right. it, you know, sends out, uh, okay, you have to run the story about uh, Benghazi or something like that. It, yeah. there, there's been cases about that. Same thing with Fox News. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, the media landscape has been irreconcilably dist- uh, distorted at this point, and um, we see it in how people consume the news. But I truly think that um, you know, the way, you know, facts are incontrovertible. It's the way you present them and what you include in and omit that, that matters the most. And, uh, for me, yeah. it's, um, my, I think my job is to include as much as possible. Well, and I mean, and it's a sad fact in, in, in today's journalism that, it's so much about the money and you know if it bleeds it leads and you know people will always you know will always pay for the or i should say companies are trying to figure out and i'm not talking about just like local newspapers i'm also talking about companies like android police like mm-hmm. are trying to figure out how to put more you know butts in the seats and advertising and uh you know uh, uh sponsored and native content which i know android police doesn't do a ton of We've been um, doing a little bit more of that, uh, admittedly, and you know we've also yeah. been chasing the SEO drag, as it were. Well, um, yeah, yes. Oh, more. don't even get me started on SEO. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, it's a matter of fact that uh, all of our st- uh, most of our stuff comes from uh, Google, where it's the Discover feed. Our readership just comes from there. It's not necessarily any of the traditional social media. Might right. You know, some of the. I mean, I think maybe most of tech would be uh, of that, except for. The larger, larger players like CNET, where mm-hmm. they have a better mix of traffic, but still, um, you know, most of the traffic comes from Google. It's it's Google, uh, so we play. Ha- we have to play heavy, heavily. Oh that. yeah, and 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 as much as like you know, I know Android Police probably has a dedicated loyal following. I know you know a, a, a number of companies like a lot of the future properties. They have dedicated loyal followings. You know, you see the same names in the comment sections. You know, article after article, which is awesome. But at the, but you know, the reality is is that you know. We need we need more butts in the seats, <laughs> and so like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's just one of those it's one of those it's hard to weigh the 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 balance between like journalistic integrity and money, unfortunately. Well, I mean, butts in the seats or just money, um, and people are have been very much used to getting 
free information for free. Uh, it's oh, and the, by the way, the thank you about, to my patrons. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, you know, we, when we talk about free information, it's the free flow of information, not necessarily you know, describing the monetary nature of right. it. And, you, you know, having to, re, when people don't uh, necessarily appreciate the amount of work, uh, time, and uh, uh, physical resources that get, get in, put into this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it's devalued by controvertible um, opinions and other, you know, things, just there's a lot of pollution that just makes it. Um, d- it makes it hard to get the real information out there. The real and, information and valued. And valued. And well, yeah, and because uh, you know, I think I think what you were alluding to is the fact that like anybody can put up a website and say, like, you know, this XYZ fact is absolutely not true, even though it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And so like you, you run into that issue too. Like, um, you know, if you have you know, and, and, and and that's also kind of a good thing because then you can have blogs that like really, really super niche down into, you know, something like um, you know, you can have a blog dedicated to Android. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Wrong. like the launchers. You could have like uh, you could have a blog that's dedicated to Android launchers. <laughs> and you know, while that's great for people that love Android launchers, that's probably a few eyeballs that are being pulled away from sites like Android Police. So, um, you know, and so it's, it's, it's kind of like a good thing because, you know, you can get stuff that's really tailored to you, but it's also kind of a bad thing because, you know, the, the bigger sites can't necessarily afford to niche down that much Yeah, just because yeah. it's also as a reader, harder to distinguish between, um, what is a knowledgeable voice versus one that maybe is <laughs> versus <laughs> mine is what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah, totally. But. Well, yeah, you kind of <laughs> hope that you know, that your reader, when a new source comes in, it's uh, it's supplementary as opposed to this uh, displacement when it comes to their media diet. But we have yeah. finite time and finite um, uh, readership, so uh, you you make the best of it as you can, and you keep adapting towards whatever that next black box of parameters that you want to have to meet um, <laughs> is that uh, that's uh the ever moving target it is so so how do you think uh or, or i should say do you think we're going to find that right balance in between like journalistic integrity and money ultimately i mean are we uh, obviously we're still searching for it the question is is it can be, can it be found the nature of the internet where um, especially considering uh, how anonymous uh, people uh, might behave, or they they feel like they're entitled to behave in that way, and um, you know, not great. So re- you have to bring up that I'm not verified too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not suffer repercussions from it. That has it's always been there, and it's been a growing influence. And we've seen uh, a lot of that come up in elections not just the 2016 election or the 2020 election but all over the world um and that has resulted in new um uh populist parties forming so like this is not this i think we're dealing with something much more systemic uh what what does good journalism what what can good journalism do in that well 
it's part of a balanced breakfast, but um, I think it's back yeah. to food. Back to food. It all comes <laughs> back to food, honestly. Yeah, but it's part, you know, it, it can't just be good journalism. It also has to be good I think, food. Good food. Um, and also <laughs> just kind of, you're towing that line of, of you know, trying to correct or trying to correct the record or um, uh, discipline, um, you know, certain actors or it's, it's not, let's just say that the answer um, should be delivered by someone far above my pay grade. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I think, I think the truest thing we could say is that journalism gets broken down easily into your sugar, salt, fats, and acid. And you need uh, those certain fats uh, in order to uh, absorb the certain vitamins, uh, as I've learned. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, and and none of us here are doctors, but but at least one of us is a journalist, so that's good. But I played one on TV. Yeah, I played one on uh, the TV. Yes. No, it's actually it's actually really <laughs> fascinating because you know since you have a journalism you know educational background, um, you know it, it's it's because honestly you don't get that much <laughs> like from where we are. Like half the people that we talk to are just people that are like really smart with tech. And kind of learned the journalism stuff along the way. Whereas yeah. with you, it's kind of the other way around. Like, you know, you you mm. you came up in the world of journalism and like, you know, you happen to like smartphones. So I you know, I think that's uh I think it's it's really cool to be able to sit down and have these kind of conversations with you because, you know, I don't know what I I don't know what I'm doing. I I consider myself a journalist only in that other people consider me a journalist. But like, um, it's it's really hard for me to justify that in my own brain space because like I know people that are far more journalistic than I am. You know, I like to think that I emulate their um their their good points they're good properties but you know i i didn't i do not have a background in this like the closest i got was writing for the high school paper so which was a lot more years ago than i care to admit (laughs) journalism is all about telling a good and true story and putting in the work to make sure that it is as good and true as it is and i think a lot of humans uh, some of them have haven't that's have those skills inherently, but um, I think you know you, those are easily teachable skills and easily absorbed, and you can pass those along. But they're rare. so easy to ignore in a world of Twitter and Facebook. Like it's just like, and you know, I see that a lot in in sports media uh, because you know I, I I follow baseball and. and to an extent, hockey, although the Blackhawks suck again, so maybe not so much anymore. Um, but, like, I see it a lot in sports media where, like, a lot of journalists will be trying to, you know, break the story um, of, you know, a player getting traded or a player being injured. And they don't mm-hmm. always take the time to kind of, like, double check and make sure that this is actually happening before, you know, they tweet out something just because the first one to tweet gets the eyeballs, you know? And and you get that less in tech because like you'll you have leakers you know you've got John Prosser and you've got Evan Blass like they're obviously they want to be first in their field you know if if someone's gonna leak mm-hmm. what the new iPhone's gonna look like they obviously want to get it there first but like you know when it comes to like you know uh, hey we just found out that the TCL is gonna have you know uh, 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 the Android 12 beta you know then. 
that's not really all that time sensitive, <laughs> but mm. like you see it in a lot of other areas where people are like trying to break stories and they don't always take the time to make sure that they're telling the true story, as you put it. Well, it's all that kind of stuff is all about inside baseball, not to layer puns on top of each other. Right. No, but, we get you know, it. It's all, <laughs> you know, who, who you know, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, developing relationships is a key part of sourcing out journalism but it's yeah. uh that in itself is kind of another skill entirely and uh, you know it's all about who you trust or what you trust and um and i yeah. and i and i think to an extent it's also you know owning you know owning your mistakes too you know android central recently had a thing where they uh they published a story based on a leak without you know thoroughly fact checking i don't remember exactly what it was i think it had something to do with the pixel 5a Mm. and like confirming that it was like not you know i think they said that it was canceled or something like that and then and but you know daniel bader stood up and said you know hey we messed up I own this. And like, even a week later, he was still referencing the mistake and still apologizing for it. And I think that's what you got to do. I do remember that, uh, uh, little event. Um, because we, like we, we were one of the first ones, uh, to get a statement from Google saying, Oh, it's not been canceled. And I don't know what happened behind the scenes, uh, to make, you know, who, who they were relying on. Uh, yeah, for the I don't either. Source rumor <laughs> in the first place. I'm not nearly. I'm not nearly high enough in that in that uh, in no, that pay grade no, to no. know that. But. but yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of. Uh, well, I don't know how much responsibility. Um, Android said. I think you know, in terms of owning that, you know, in terms of you know, saying that we relied on a source or we we interpreted this mean that instead of this um, yeah it is a good move uh in yeah. general you know it's it's better to cons- uh, be conciliatory than um you know well not always <laughs> as we've learned from certain people uh who have occupied the white house uh but it's better to be conciliatory than um uh persistently brash and uh, uh aggressively uh, victorious i think <clears throat> That jur- journalistic integrity is is something that you can't teach, but it, it is something that um, builds and, and and lends and gives credibility to not only the author but also to the property. Right. Mm-hmm. That's something that's carried on even when maybe people cycle out as long as it's continued from within. But what's I think it's harder to teach and harder to uh, to change is, is in this world of perceived impermanence in media where you have things like Snapchat disappearing social media posts where people think that they can just say something or they think that they're anonymous mm-hmm. and they think they can say things or do things without consequences how do you teach them to triage you know, uh, their news, all the news that they have coming at them um, from all these different sources when you have, I think, even when you're talking about major, if you're talking about news outlets, that they can say that they don't have a specific political bend. But for the most part, if you look at history, they always have at some point. They've had a journalistic viewpoint. Um, yeah. It's just maybe a little bit more um, 
defined now. But okay, so you have those which already had their own bin, and then you have things like uh, the um, Sinclairs, or you have like the, the the blogs lower down where some people have just abandoned regular broadcast media and and print media, and they're just getting things from, uh, from where you know like, from... like your Blaze and all that things like that. How do you teach people to value things um, when that 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 are truth that are that are facts rather than somebody's truth because there is a difference right and because because people that are jules age and and maybe even older have grown up in a world where you don't have a lot of physical media you don't read a lot of most people don't read newspapers anymore um and even you're buying more products and services than you are that that are all digital so there's really no concrete and I don't know tangibleness tint to it I, I so I, I just I in that again going back to then that world of impermanence how do you teach them to value things that are solid well I think information is impermanent in itself uh, and if you well to be frank fluid. if you look at you know the whole of, of reality every Everything you say is permanent is is actually just temporary, <laughs> you know. Uh, unless it's on YouTube. Unless it's on YouTube, but even then, you know, that's you know maybe the, as some things are. It's it's often the exception rather than the rule that things um, last longer uh, than you know they, they should. I guess um, you know everything is temporary, uh, and you know. And that includes the value or, or the, the certain attitudes as uh, as to what you know this news item is. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, we've seen change. This, this is <laughs> lots of this goes into like psychology and sociology. Like we've seen the shift in uh, public attitude towards uh, LGBT rights um, and mm. uh, towards uh, you know um, war. All that, uh, in the, towards um, the economy, uh, where we have this growing sense that oh, there are growing uh, inequities uh, as we uh, come out of uh, uh, not just the this recession, but the twenty oh eight. So, um, yeah, really since the eighties, honestly, that's been that too. Inequity has yeah. Been. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I think, you know, in terms of, like you have to really take hold, you have to take uh, account of the information that you receive. Um, a lot of influence goes into word of mouth and that's with friends and family and uh, sometimes even strangers. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the discussing the news. Um, it's been the same case as, as has been found with the vaccine. A lot of uh, um Vaccine hesitancy has been uh, kind of dissolved by having uh, your kids talk to you about it or, or your friends. It's the same thing with everything else, uh, including the yeah. news. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, talking about it and, make, make, you know, being honest and open about how you feel about these things and letting the evidence um, kind of show the path for you is important uh yeah 
Love it. Well, this podcast got a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. I'll be honest. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, but, you know. I feel like Marty time McFly. Time to dump a load of hot heavy. sauce it's... and spend 15 hours <laughs> on the toilet afterwards. Right? Well, no. I mean, but no. I mean, this is good. This is the, These are the kind of conversations that we need to be having. And I am, I am stoked that Jules was able to come on and have this conversation with us. And speaking of Jules, um, Jules, now it is time for you to go ahead and let all of our listeners know where they can find you on the socials and on the internets. And, you know, just, just, just pimp your shit, man. Uh, Jules.wang. Basically the, 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 that's all you need to know. Jules. Which is awesome. Wang. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's so great. Have so all my that's, links. That's yep. right up there with dead dot technology. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you but go. you know, honestly, it's even better. So I, I, I salute you. And um, I so salute you well, back. Yeah, awesome. So okay, so visit Jules.wang and get all of his uh, all get all of his stuff. He's with Pocket Android Police and Pocket Now and you got his LinkedIn and his Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, love it. Do you have a YouTube channel? Like what are you doing there? Uh, I just post the occasional drone video these days and then uh, oh, other other kind of, um, you know, ephemera, as they like to say. Sure, sure. I'm digging the drone. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at the trains uh, drone video. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Link in the show notes to all this stuff. So, but uh, anyway, Jules, uh, thank you very much for coming on and chatting with us about journalism and 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 uh, and reporting the news because that's what you do with your with your days. So well, uh, we appreciate I, it. <laughs> it's when you talk about phones, you know, it's not that significant. But you know, one of these days, maybe we'll talk about more significant, life threatening. <laughs> Stop. Well, hopefully not life threatening. This is this is all right. You know what? I better walk us that out. Happened since 2017. With a, with a I better I better walk us there out of here go. before we uh, before we start getting you know feel physically threatened. But anyway, Adam, thank great, you, Jules. I want to just say you're a great colleague. You're a better friend. Aw, aw, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming on, and thank you, Cliff, for joining us. This was fun having having a second, having a third voice, I should say, a second host, third voice um, on this podcast. And I want to thank all our listeners for coming on and uh, for joining us, and as always, for giving us the benefit of the doubt.